Hey folks, before we get started, wanted to discuss our brand new sponsor here at the Brian Nichols Show. And it's one you are familiar with because it is the one and only We Are Libertarians Network, but I have a little bit of a surprise. Yes, we have merch. The We Are Libertarians store is alive and active, and it can be found in the show notes. And guys, I, oh my goodness, we have some fantastic um, some fantastic shirts. Uh, so we have some We Are Libertarian shirts, uh, both with the new logo um, that was re- recently designed, but also the the uh, the old OG logo as well with the Statue of Liberty um, and the Sunburst. Uh, we also have uh, I, uh, I Heart Roads, or I Heart My Roads, uh, My Road. Um, yours truly, The Brian Nichols Show. We have our brand new, super, super schmexy Brian Nichols Show logo there on a, a couple of shirts. Um, we have polos, we have uh, posters, we have magnets, we have masks. Masks are pretty much mandatory everywhere. If you need a mask, get a Brian Nichols Show mask or a We Are Libertarians mask. You need a coffee cup or a, a knit beanie. I call them a toque up in northern New York, but everybody says I'm an idiot because I say toque and not beanie. Whatever. But you can get that too. And it does say We Are Libertarians, of course. Um, Gingerarchy has uh, some uh, some great shirts there as well. Another one of our fantastic shows. So click the link in the show notes. Support the We Are Libertarians store, but support your friends here at We Are Libertarians by rocking some awesome merch. So, with that, on to the show. Can I pause for a second and, and just note that uh, we got Brian on here who's getting uh, Congressman Massey on, and our typical lineup includes, like, homeless people that believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. The Brian Nichols Show is the fastest-growing liberty podcast that brings together people from all means of political thought as we seek to have meaningful conversations about the issues you care about. At The Brian Nichols Show, our goal is to leave the audience educated, enlightened, and informed. And now your host, Brian Nichols. Folks. All right. Some real talk. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. First and foremost, I, I want to start out by saying welcome, because you are in store for a great episode. I, I, I am starting out on a little bit of a somber note, but uh, I mean, the episode with Jason is a fantastic episode, especially... For you know, people are are suffering right now for you know the the COVID nineteen pandemic. Forty plus million people unemployed. Jason is is articulating a great message um, of how we as as freedom loving people, liberty loving people, um, can take right now, which is a tough time, as an opportunity to better ourselves and to ultimately progress yourself um, on a path to to wealth, power, and influence. Which is yes, the name of his show. But to start off, I I do want to give. Um, some thoughts here um, to start off the Brian Nichols show with regards to the recent events that have transpired across America with regards to the Black Lives Matter protests. And first and foremost, it's about time that we're having this conversation as a nation and not as a political debate. Um, and it gives me a lot of hope when I see areas that I know that I, you know, places that I'm from, places I visited that are very conservative, both socially and um and economically but places that were not supportive of uh, of of the the BLM movement when it started back in uh, you know 5 5 years ago or so with the Ferguson riots and to see that people are now starting to take notice that this is a very real issue so what can we do well what we can do is number 1 we can support Justin Amash's new um bill that's that's now currently uh, getting signatures that would end qualified immunity for law enforcement. That's number one. Number two, repeal all. And I say all. I mean literally all laws for victimless crimes. 
we need to understand that every law, every law is enforced at the end of a gun. Every law is enforced at the end of a gun. You need to understand that. So we need to repeal all laws for victimless crimes. Number three, this goes hand in hand with this, end the failed war on drugs. Number one, number two, pardon all nonviolent offenders without a victim that are currently in jail. Right now. That needs to happen right now. And that can happen, right? You know how? By supporting people like Dr. Joe Jorgensen, who we will talk about today on this show. But Joe Jorgensen is the only presidential candidate who's making this conversation right now, who's making this argument on a national stage. We need more voices like Dr. Jorgensen. Now is a time to, yes, listen, but also to be a voice and to speak up. And right now, libertarian solutions are the correct answers. And we are seeing it firsthand by the growing support for Justin Amash's bill for ending qualified immunity. That gives me hope. It gives me a little bit of, I'm hoping, a little bit of of optimism that maybe we can bypass some political disagreements and actually come together on issues that really matter. Really, really matter. It's not virtue signaling to stand up for what is right and to speak up when it is needed. And right now, libertarians do have solutions and we have an obligation to work hand in hand and help fight for change. It is time and it is necessary. Now, with that being said, if you're looking to change, yourself, and you're trying to make you yourself a better person going forward, if you lost your job, if you're currently facing a, a, an uncertain job future, I mean, the climate is out, we don't know what's going to happen, I mean, you listen to Wealth, Power, and Influence, Jason's going to tell you things are likely going to get worse, so what are you doing right now to prepare yourself for the future, and to be vigilant of setting yourself up in a good spot So yes, you do have that wealth, the power that comes with that wealth, and the ability to then have influence. And we do discuss quite a bit today, um, influence, not only um, of how to get it, but also influence in terms of the Libertarian Party, and and maybe where the Liberty Movement um, has gone wrong a little bit when uh, seeking political change versus actually trying to live the principles um, and and really show the the value of what we're talking about on a day-to-day basis um, by actually, you know, talking the talk, and walking the walk. So, with that being said, folks, it's an absolute blast having Jason Stapleton back in the show. I had a great conversation with him back in 2018, so it's the first time in two years to have Jason back in the show. A lot's changed, so we have a lot to prepare for for today's episode. So, with that being said, on to the show! Jason Stapleton here on The Brian Nichols Show. Okay. Um, I mean, really, so, Jason, I, I, I had you in the show last time, and, and really, when we, we last discussed um, having you really on the show, it was more libertarian politics, right? And and obviously, you've taken a completely different direction um, with your show. So first and foremost, welcome back to uh, to my show here, The Brian Nichols Show. But I want to really take a, a moment and, and kind of focus specifically on this rebranding that you've done. Um, but also, I think it's it's kind of a, a change in the mentality of a large subsect 
of the larger liberty movement. And it's more towards this mindset of, listen, we can control what we can control. And what we can control is what we're willing to do in terms of our work, our effort, and, and really it comes down to our dedication to per- perfecting our craft, to you know making sure that you're setting yourself and your family up for financial, but also for just success across the board. And I think we're starting to see more and more people in the liberty movement who are adopting this message. And as I mentioned to start off, you kind of were that first you know domino to fall from the liberty movement. So let's kind of take a moment here and restart the conversation with, what was really the change that, that took place on your end to say, this is the approach that's going to not only advance liberty, but actually be the most successful in bringing liberty to the, man, to the, uh, to the masses? Well, well, I think it's, I think it really just comes down to living your values. You know, we all, we all talk about wanting to live the values that we prescribe to. And for, for most of us, that, that is the, that's the equivalent of reading a lot of Murray Rothbard and Hayek and then regurgitating what we know in an attempt to try and knowledge our way and convince others through logic that we're our way of doing business is best and right. our way of living is best. And, and I've always thought that, you know, if, if my way of life, if my principles are so good, then I should have the type of life that I say others will have if they just listen to me. More wealth, more health, more happiness, more abundance, all of those things should increase proportionate to how well I apply the principles that we discuss. And what I noticed in my show was that I was attracting uh, a lot of people who really just wanted to sit around and complain, who who advocated for and and really got great joy from thinking about uh, the, the the destruction of the United States as an entity and kind of rebuilding from the ground up. And right. if the last couple of days have taught us anything, I mean, we're in the middle of uh, some, when we're recording this, we're in the middle of some really pretty severe uh, violent rioting that's going yeah. on right now. And if you can, you can imagine that on a, on just a national scale, every town for months, if not years, years, you start to get a feel for what it would actually look like to see a a country implode. Mm -hmm. And having worked overseas and in the military, I knew I didn't want that. I said, that's not the answer. Those of you who advocate for that are wrong. And I said, I, I thought I've attracted the wrong kind of people. I've attracted people who are just angry at the world, angry and who are blaming the government instead of uh, instead of corporations for for their you know for their problems and for their lack of money or lack of freedom. And I said we're the ones who are responsible for that. We are in charge of our own destinies. And and if we have enough wealth, power, and influence over our own lives, then we don't have to worry about who's in charge because ultimately that means we're in charge because we control our own lives and our own destiny. And so I radically changed the direction of my show. And I said, I'm not going to talk about this in terms of political change anymore, because ultimately political change occurs when we change. And so what you need to do is you need to start living the principles that you claim to support. You need to start living your values. And that means becoming autonomous. That means truly becoming free. And that starts with your own financial freedom because your, your liberty is directly tied to, uh, the amount of money that you have. And so that, that kind of led to the, to, to a shift of the show. And, and it took several years. I mean, we lost a half our audience, but we lost the right people and now we've gained all of them back. And then some, and we're moving in the right direction again with a group of people that I think really understand the true principles of liberty and libertarianism and their application. 
Yeah, and when this took place, this this big change in your show two years ago, that I, I remember that happening because you know it it was a very big moment in the liberty movement. But I mean, honestly, Jason, I, I dare say that I'm interacting more with you right now on like LinkedIn, and and more so from a business standpoint because. I mean, I too, I, I kind of was in that mindset that you're speaking to that really it's it's one thing to talk about what we're what we're doing here, but it's another thing to actually do it. And part of, you know, in and I I'm actually kind of making this particular episode almost kind of apolitical because really I, I do think the the conversation needs to be focused more on how people can really advance things in their own personal life. And I've been trying to take you know, some of the things that not only you discuss on your show, but a lot of the stuff that you've also been putting out there on LinkedIn and on, well, formerly on Facebook before you, uh, you jump ship there. Um, but really, well, shall we say they, they jump ship on you. Um, but regardless, I've been taking the stuff that you've been putting out there, you know, um, you know, sales one one and just, you know, trying to, to better the individual. Um, and, and I take that and I've been teaching it and applying it to in my, my professional life, I have a sales team that I'm managing and, you know, I, I talk about, you know, the, the, the principles that you talk about on your, your show and I'll share, you know, episodes here and there based that, that focus specifically on how you can better yourself. And especially in an industry like sales, um, really you, you get what you put into it, right? So I'm trying to kind of take what you've been, you've been promoting on your show and, and then trying to, you know, more tailor fit it for my specific verticals. But to, to go to the greater point is that it, kind of dawned on me that this is working because I had members of my team who would, you know, text me on you know, a Friday night and be like, hey, listen, I just listened to that, that uh, episode from Stapleton. And uh, like, yeah, that was really awesome about that one part we talked about in you know, our sales training. But he started talking about this, this, and this, and it really made me start, you know, thinking or asking questions. And I'm like, there, that's it. That's how I know that this pathway is the right pathway because all it took was showing my team a, a video, a podcast, or just principles. And and they started to go on their own to dig more into it and, and to learn on their own because they they kind of got that itch. They're like, hey, there's something to this and there's there's something more to this idea of liberty. So how do you think maybe we can take this microcosm, Jason, of my interaction with my team and how do we apply this on a, a grand scale, especially in a world right now post-COVID where it seems like there's, you know, what, 35 million people out there who... They don't know what the next step is, and they're they're desperately seeking for some answer. How do we show them, hey, the answer is personal responsibility that leads to individual freedom, that leads to individual success? Yeah, I think what you're really talking about is just the ability to influence, and we influence every day of our lives. Some of us are really good at it, um, and some of us aren't. Some of us are very deliberate about what we do. Like I'm, I'm very aware of what I'm doing when I'm attempting to influence somebody because I've been studying it for 15 years now. Uh, other people, uh, they don't have that. They might be good at it, but they really don't understand what they're doing. And so my goal has been through my show is to advance a couple of very simple ideas. The first one is that you ought to, if you want to be free, uh, you ought to control the source of your income because that's going to allow for the greatest amount of wealth accumulation and growth that you can get. You will always be limited working for somebody else, but you are you are unlimited when you are responsible for procuring your wealth or basically you're responsible to, to eat what you kill. And the second thing is 
um, I try and convince my audience that you should uh, you should aim for mobile income. And so that'd be income that's transferable. So that if something does happen here in America, let's say we this finally becomes a place where it really is too oppressive to live. I don't know if that will ever happen, but let's assume it would. Uh, then you need to be able to pick up and move your family to another country, to another place that is safer and, and is more prosperous and does have more opportunity. And, but you don't want to lose your business when you do that. You don't have to start over from scratch. And so I've been in the information business for, for about 12 years now, and it is to me, the greatest business one can be in because it provides me uh, autonomy. It, it lets me set my own schedule and it allows me to move my business anywhere I want it to go. But regardless of whether or not you buy into that concept or not, you might just be someone who really does want to affect political change, or you do want to reach out to people uh, and, uh, and on a nonprofit way and, and advance an ideology or a concept. You're still going to have to use influence to do that. And so the one skill that we could all learn how to do is to learn how to sell. And selling really is just influence. When done correctly, selling feels effortless. You don't feel like you're being sold. You feel like you're in a conversation with somebody and they have convinced you of uh, of a, of a path. They've relinquished control to you. And so when it comes to stuff like what we're experiencing now with the riots and uh, all of the other upheaval that we have in our country, COVID-19 and uh, the 40 million that are unemployed, this is a prime opportunity for us to say, well, here's what I think. And, and here's what I think would be better than what we're doing now. And here's why I think what we're doing now has led to so many problems. And if you're if you've done it correctly, people aren't angry at you. They may not agree with you because lots of people aren't going to agree with you, but they'll respect you and your ideas yeah. and you'll become someone who's seen as a trusted advisor rather than a nuisance or a, a you know an unwelcomed guest as Dan Kennedy would say. <laughs> and, and so I think that I think that those are really critical things to understand is that when I when I promote learning how to sell what I'm really promoting is your ability to influence uh, others and to get them to come alongside you and your ideas. And that, that, that's something that we all have to do every day of our lives. Yeah, and, and specifically, um, you know, going back towards, I guess, the liberty message um, that I think a lot of people have trouble in our movement trying to articulate to people outside of the liberty movement. Um, but one of the things that I've really tried to make it a focus on my show has been to, to kind of get out of the political realm, which, I mean, it's going to be funny if you go and look at my most recent episodes, because it's going to be pretty much all libertarian presidential candidates. Um, but... I mean, that's, I guess, with being a libertarian show, part of a, the weird libertarians network. But, um, but anyways, having people on my show that actually are living the principles and, and to show the way. Kind of, I mean, actually, it's kind of funny. Um, you, you had Dave Rubin on and kind of talking mm -hmm. about uh, his uh, new website escapes me that he worked on with Peterson. Um, but the professional website basically for entrepreneurs and, and people who actually pay to use a social media website to, you know, be that alternative and, and actually putting his money where his principles and where our mouths are in many cases. So to highlight those people, because I think one of the, the biggest problems that libertarians face is that we often get pigeonholed into this. Well, you guys just like to complain. You guys just like to, to you know, say everything in the system's terrible and offer no ideas. And I say, well, let's, you know, screw that. Let's, let's flip it on its head and just start bombarding people with the solutions. Because I think one of the areas that a lot of messengers in the liberty movement miss is that it's great to talk about what the end road look is, is going to look like. The problem is, is that between now and, and getting there, there's a lot of ground that we got to cover. And right now, a lot of people look at our message and they're very, very, um, they're, they're curious and apprehensive because 
they don't see how we can get from one, you know, point A to point C because point B is just so alien to them. So creating these these new, um, you know, these new whether it's in the the, the private sector or you know you're going through you know, a nonprofit, whatever it may be, to start creating the answers to the 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 middle ground that that's. Step B from here we are at point A where with all the government control, the welfare state, and here's how we're going to get to you know a true liberty society and raising those voices up and saying, hey, look at here is the solution to your your very world problem, your very real world problem. So you know again going towards the influence out there, Jason. Let's say there are people who you know they they think maybe they have the answer that that middle ground, but they just don't know how to take that first step. What is the best? first step for somebody who has the, this magic idea that they really want to to promote to the world because they do see it can have some societal good and actually advance liberty. Well, I think you have to, I equate it to Christianity. If you want to, I, I was raised in the church. I'm not terribly religious now, but when I was raised in the church for, for the whole of my, of my youth. And when you look at the church, one of the things that good Christian people will do is they will say, stop talking about Jesus and start living a life that people notice is different. Yes. Yep. And so the greatest compliment that a, a good Christian can receive is to say, hey, um, you, there's something different about you. I don't know what it is, but you, uh, you radiate an inner joy and an inner peace that I want. Okay. Well, that that's that's an open opportunity for someone to say, well, let me tell you what it is. It's my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, right? That, and for anybody who's a Christian, they understand exactly what I'm getting at with that. We have to do the same thing as as liberty minded people. You can't be some neckbeard living in 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 Kentucky yep. uh, who's who's flat broke and does and and doesn't has never had a success in his life. Who's going to come out and talk about how he's going to solve all the world's problems? It's like it doesn't work that way. Uh, you know, you you've got to find a degree of success in your own life, in your own right, before you then can step out and start convincing others that hey, if you think the way I do, if you act the way I do, you can have the kind of life that I have. And so I I, I place if there are, the world is full of people with ideas and very few people of action. If your idea on how the world is going to work so well, if they listen to you and if they follow your prescription, my question to you is, how do you start living that value system today? How do you start putting that, pro uh, that process into action today in your own life in order to create a positive change? And it might re require, if you're like, you know, all the roads should be privatized, just to use the funny thing that we libertarians all talk about. <laughs> well, okay, how do you do that in your own life? Okay. Maybe it's a matter of you live on an old country road and you manage to convince the city to privatize your road because it's never graded and it's always got uh, potholes in it from the rain and the snow. And you go out there and you make sure that your little community road is graded and taken care of. Okay. Maybe that's what you do. I don't know. What I'm saying is, is like there are all libertarians have all these big ideas because they read a couple of books on the way it was the way it would work <laughs> if we all just listened to libertarians. Uh, and they have absolutely no practical experience in applying anything. We wouldn't hire a guy if if somebody walked into my office and said, Jason, I want to handle all your advertising. And I said, oh, okay. And he said, and here's how it's going to work. I'm going to change everything. We're just going to do it. The way that people are doing it today is just ridiculous. That's it. The system is broken and I'm going to revolutionize your entire advertising um, system. And I would say, okay, that sounds amazing. Talk to me about what kind of experience you've had using this new system of yours. And he turns to me and says, well, you'll be the first. <laughs> and I'll be like, get the F out of my office. 
right? I'm not, I'm not listening to you. You know nothing. You have no practical experience. That is fundamentally the problem with libertarians today who are trying to advance an ideology is that they have zero practical experience in order to uh, to rest on. Yep. And one of the things I think is important for libertarians to do, especially if we're talking about actually going and promoting the message, is to kind of take on a role as a consultant, right? So in, in my industry, in, in my day job, um, in telecommunications, we serve as more of a consultant role. So the, the, the sad reality is, is that pretty much every telecommunications uh, company out there has you know a, a race to the bottom in terms of pricing, but also in terms of customer service. So, you know, it's a it's a on usually the, the business owner to go out and do the vetting for, okay, who's, who's the least bad of the telecommunications industry. And, you know, kind of where my company has taken a stand has been focusing specifically on working with the best of the telecom providers out there and being that trusted consultant. We kind of need to be that to people when it comes to talking about issues and showing solutions, I think, and, and practical solutions, Jason, to, to, the, to your point, because we want to show that it is possible because if the, the idea is so outlandish, Nobody is going to to take that step and actually, you know, start to con- consider it. And, and the sad thing is, I think to the point you're talking about is that we are kind of stuck, right? We're stuck in this, you know, this is libertarian fantasy land that is it. It sounds great and it looks perfect on paper, but I think we forget that we're at where we are right now because of human nature. Uh, and then that's I think that's the sad reality of the situation is that you know, regardless of whatever we do, if we bring the best libertarians to the front. We say, we're going to make this system correct. We're going to, you know, get rid of aggression in the world. And we're going to, you know, give everybody liberty and freedom and property rights. There's still going to be the, the folks out there who poison the system to begin with, who are going to, you know, raise right to the top again. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, really, and you hitting this in your show, is people are always looking to, to grab more power. And if there's ever an opportunity to secure more power, more power then what are they going to do? They're going to go after it. So, in in that world, it's in, it's it's really the onus is on us as as the the people who are you know living and breathing and practicing this stuff to go out of our way and try and, and you know better ourselves, but also better our communities. So you know when the time comes that power is starting to be accumulated, that we're able to be secure and and to make sure that you know we are able to have you know the ability to have wealth, power, and yes, ultimately influence in our communities. Do you think that's maybe the right pathway? I think there's a better pathway than what we're doing now. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What what I've come to 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 understand or to believe is that I can't change the world, um, but I can change me, and I can help through through demonstrating how my life has improved by by holding true to the principles that I believe in. I can help to change the life of other people, others around me, um, those within my sphere of influence. And so I've chosen rather than to try and solve the world's problems, to try and solve my problems, to try and make myself free. And then to teach the methodology that I use to do that to others who are interested in doing the same thing. And what I believe wholeheartedly is if I can change the lives of enough people that ultimately uh, we will see our world, our government, our society change for the better as well. Uh, but that's to, to, I, I, I can't overemphasize how little I pay attention to solving world problems today. I just don't worry about it because I know it's beyond my capacity to uh, to do and instead start working on making sure that I'm in a position to thrive regardless of what what might be thrown against me. 
I, I wanted to kind of take a transition now because I, I know you don't really focus specifically on, on libertarian politics, but libertarians uh, actually have a nominee. And, and that's the first time we've ever agreed on anything, I guess, since, well, four years ago. Um, so, you know, with that being said, Joe Jorgensen, um, Dr. George Jorgensen, who actually was on my show, episode 103 for folks if you want to get to know who she is. Um, but, you know, I've heard a lot of folks out there who are uninspired by a Dr. Jorgensen, and, and you know, candidly, you you mentioned on your show that you know who is she, and and you know why would she be somebody that is inspiring to people to vote for? So I think maybe a great opportunity, Jason, right now would be to maybe give some some tips, can we, to uh, to Dr. Jorgensen? What do you think would be maybe the best way for a libertarian candidate to catch people's attention in in 2020, where it just seems like it, everybody's on sensory overload? Well, she's got to find a way. She's got to find a way to create to to be to be unique. Um, I I don't know much about her. I don't know much about her personality, and I don't know much about what she would be willing to do. Um, she's going to have a very very difficult time gaining any traction today in in 2020, just simply because of the political and, and economic environment that we're in. So we have uh, the vast majority of people are still stuck in in a in a in a two party system, uh, and they still believe that you're throwing your vote away if you end up voting for a libertarian or a third party candidate. We had a really good opportunity in 2016, as you know, as you know I've said, uh, because we had two very unlikable candidates that mm -hmm. were out of the mainstream, and the Libertarian Party didn't do a very good job there. And now they're in a position where there's going to be a fight as to whether or not the Republican Party keeps the uh, the presidency or whether they give it up to a democrat and regardless of what most liber what some libertarians will tell you the vast majority of people that are lean libertarian are conservative they're not yeah, progressive 100%. and so you are trying to convince a group of people who are largely conservative not to vote for a man who really, at, at if you want to measure it, has done a remarkably good. It was remarkably effective at getting done what he promised to get done. He's Kept jobs in America, went after China. You know, any any conservative or even blue collar Democrat, Rust Belt Democrat who voted for him is going to look at what's happened here and say, well. You know what? It's not his fault coronavirus happened. And you know what? He's he called out the National Guard. He was tough on crime when it comes to these people who are rioting and looting. And what do I what am I going to do? Am I going to give up my vote to a libertarian in 2020 and risk losing the election to the Democrats? Uh, no, they're not going to do it. And so there's very little that she can do other than not not cause damage. Um, and without knowing the platform and all that, I really haven't looked much at it. I could probably help her improve her results, but I, I certainly, I certainly couldn't help her win. I couldn't do that. The reason I ask is because really that, that kind of came down to be the main issue for the uh, the nominating convention. I mean, it really just came down to who is going to be the either a the best face for the party or be the most principled. Um, and it really came down to uh, Dr. Jorgensen, uh, Jacob Hornberger, um, and then I think even Vermin Supreme actually ended up in the top three. I think him and Hornberger came um, pretty close. See, there. they should have got they should have got the biggest celebrity that they could find. They should have tried to get um, one of the one of the really big voices in the Libertarian um, Party to stand up and be a nominee. They should, like a Dave Smith or um, or Tom Woods. Tom wouldn't do it, but you know what I'm saying. That Dave mm -hmm. probably wouldn't do it. But what I'm getting at is get somebody who's already got a following of tens of thousands. 
who listen to him, many of whom are not party loyalists, and let him spend the next year using his platform to advance a, you know, because they're better communicators than anybody they're going to put up, uh, anybody mm-hmm. that they had there. Uh, and so you have, uh, you've got a bunch of guys who already are really good at messaging and who are who are truly converting people over to libertarianism. And yet the Libertarian Party decided to promote some party person who was a vice presidential nominee in 1996 that nobody knows for some uh, untold reason makes n- absolutely no sense to me. Uh, the, these the Libertarian Party is absolutely and completely impotent as an organization. They they make the wrong decision. You can count on them to do one thing, and that's make the wrong decision every time. And I that's one of the reasons I didn't I wasn't a delegate this year. I, I you know they asked me to be, but what they should have done is recognizing the situation and the year that we were in. Said okay, we got a four year we got four by years here. Because we're not going to make any headway this election. So what do we do? Let's nominate the very best spokesperson for libertarian ideas as we possibly can. Someone who already has an audience and somebody who is already really good at converting people from you know from other ideologies to libertarianism that's what they should have done they failed miserably again and now you know got, folks like you and other folks are asking me well what can she do to gain more traction well she can relinquish her position and allow one of these other people who knows how to communicate to get out and do it that's about the only thing she could do and her vice presidential candidate is uh, Spike Cohen. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Spike. Um, but actually, there, there's, I've actually heard a lot of people who say, like, I wish we could get Spike to be the messenger because Spike is is very articulate. Um, you know, and he's much more in, like, the ANCAP uh, kind of camp. And, mm-hmm. you know, regardless, that he still is able to articulate his message. And that's, I think, what a lot of people were looking for. And that's why Jacob Hornberger really came, you know, came to the, 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 the front of the party when there was a void. And obviously, Justin Amash was toying with the idea. And, and he was, what, three weeks or so, he, he dabbled in it. And he's like, yo, I'm out. And mm-hmm. then now, or then it came to, okay, well, what, what's, well, what do we do now? And it really came down to, again, this, this argument, well, are we going to be principled or are we going to you know be the, the, the best or most electable? And I think you're kind of focusing on a, a, a part that really wasn't talked about. And it's like, why not both? Why can't we have somebody who not only is able to articulate the ideas because they are principled, but are also in, in influential. They're, they're convincing and people are, are not only listening, but they're helping, you know, spread the message because they were, they were, you know, so enamored with the message. And, I, I, I think partly, Jason, and, and this might be wrong, but I've heard it enough from people. I mean, I was in a debate back um, before Amash actually announced um, saying I thought he would be a great candidate. And I was saying so on the premise that I think he's going to bring votes to the Libertarian Party. And the the guy I was debating, he, he actually came from the, the premise that that's not the goal of the Libertarian Party. The Libertarian Party is not supposed to win. I'm like, well, well damn it, man. Like. Right there, you're already turning off like over half of Americans because the reality is people want to support a winner. And if you're already saying from the onset your political party is not going to be focused on winning, then why are they going to give you a vote? Like, there's there's no incentive at that point for the voter to give you a vote other than a protest vote. And nobody nobody's just going to go ahead and say, oh, yeah, I felt really good about my protest vote this year. It was a libertarian. It's like, no, you want to stand up and say, I voted for somebody I believed in. And I think we're at a point now where just people aren't taking that as the message and, and really the, the goal 
of the Libertarian Party. It, do you think the LP just they have their entire priority straight, like misaligned, or, or do you think maybe they're on the right well, path? It, it depends. If you talk to Nick uh, Nick Sarwak, he said my my job is not to promote uh, principles of any kind. My job is to get as many votes as possible for the Libertarian Party. Nick's absolutely right about that. A lot of people get really angry at him about that, but it's true. That's his job. His job is to grow the party. And it is the it, it it's the delegates' job to elect people who are going to advance um, the ideals and be a good representative of what the party stands for. Uh, and, and so the the biggest problem that I have is that they are it would appear as though everyone inside of the party, and this is true in in virtually all parties, but libertarians in particular seem to be unable to get a to to figure it out, to stop um, squabbling and spending time uh, deciding who's libertarian enough. And libertarians in general love to uh, virtue signal and, and love to, you know, love to claim that they're more libertarian than mm -hmm. they're the real libertarians yep. and you're not a real libertarian, all this other garbage, right? That does nothing but detract from uh, from from the real the real job of spreading a message and living a life that is uh, appealing to people and want that people want. Uh, we have a very difficult message to begin with because we are preaching individualism and self-reliance. And unfortunately, that ain't what the vast majority of society wants. That's what they say they want. Oh, yes, I want to be free. But no, what they really want is they really want to relinquish control to somebody else to make decisions for them. So you need somebody who both understands the principles of liberty or a bunch of people who understand the principles of liberty, but also understand the necessity of, of wrapping that message in an appealing wrapper so that people will want to open it up and take a bite. And right now... It, they, it would appear as though they are focused on everything but what moves the needle. And that's what's frustrating to me is that they don't – and I, again, I recognize I'm being very critical of them and I, I try not to talk about it because my, my goal is not to – uh, disparage the Libertarian Party, but since you asked, I'll tell you what I think, and what I think is that they're a, they're a very broken group of people who got their priorities all out of whack and who truly don't understand what they need to do uh, to be better. Well, you know, I think right now we're at a point, Jason, where people are, are definitely looking for a, an alternative, and I'm hoping, um, <laughs> I'm hoping that they'll at least consider um, the idea of liberty. But you know, hey, right now we're in a point of uh, the show where, yeah, I want to get things wrapped up, but the world right now is just so dark and depressing. I thought maybe we could end the show on a more of a light note. So let's maybe, um, you know, completely change the topic here. And I'd love to ask you, what's uh, what's something maybe right now that uh, you're you're kind of you're you're on lockdown, you're in quarantine, you're at home. What's something you're consuming right now on TV or on Netflix, anything of uh, anything of uh, note? Uh, yeah, we just got done with the Jeffrey Epstein documentary. I thought that was really good. Yeah. That was cool. I'm reading a book right now. I actually just finished it. I went to the store this afternoon and finished it up. It's called The Choice Factory by Richard uh, Shotton. Uh, he is a fantastic book about why we how we make choices and why we make choices uh, that I thought was just really well well written and, and well researched and that was pretty good and uh, what else am I watching right now I uh, I don't know Nancy my fiance's got me got me watching all kinds of like real housewife stuff while I'm locked away <laughs> with her all day but uh, you know and actually that's not that bad it honestly it's it is good 
a lot of I, I would have probably well I would have never uh, before we met. But one of the nice things is I know more about what's going on in actual pop culture today uh, than than I ever have probably in my entire life. And what I realized was while I used to think that consuming any of that content was an absolute waste of time, uh, what I'm learning is is that man, that's where ninety percent of our of our country lives is in the Kardashians mm-hmm. and in uh, Selling Sunset and all of these other shows that uh, the Survivors and and those types of shows. And so I've really started to learn by I'm learning a lot about the way people think uh, because I realize now after many, many years that I am not like most people. I don't think like most people. I don't do what most people do. And while I'm really, really good at at uh, compelling people to do, uh, you know, to to a building influence over people that I want because I understand them and I research them, understanding general feel of the country and where they're at and where their education level is, where their knowledge level is. Um, I've learned a lot by watching these shows. <laughs> and so that's yep. been, uh, that's been eye opening for me. So I, I, now I consider it research. And so it's, it hasn't been that bad, but I, I'm trying to think if I've done anything else. That's been, I'm just, I'm creating a ton of content. This is a really busy time for us because now that we've got so many people unemployed and things are going to get worse before they get better, um, our, my business has really started to take off because the stuff I've been talking about for the last two years is now starting to come to fruition and a lot of people are scared and they should be scared because it's going to be really ugly moving forward, especially if they don't they don't make some changes today. And so I've been working really hard at that. I've locked away in my office here for the last several <laughs> months, just, just cranking out content. Well, you're cranking out content. So let's make sure we direct people that way. So I know it's control the source.com and the, the, the podcast is wealth, power and influence. Jason, where can folks go ahead and follow you on social media? If they want to, uh, to stay up to date, not only all that's happening out there, but they want to uh, take control of their lives. Where can they go ahead and follow you? Yeah, just go to followjason.com. They go to followjason.com. That's where all of my connections are for Instagram and email list and all of that stuff. So yeah, feel free to go and check that out. Um, and uh, yeah, sign up for the winner's list. I'll be give you a bunch of free stuff. So uh, easy ways to get a hold of me. Jason Stapleton, wealth, power, and influence here on The Brian Nichols Show. Always a blast. Thanks for joining, Jason. Thanks, Brian. Alrighty, folks, so that's going to wrap up my conversation with Jason Stapleton from Wealth, Power, and Influence. If you found today's episode to be, yes, one that educated, enlightened, and informed, then do me a favor, smash that share button. Um, this is an episode that really can help someone. So if you know someone who is is facing uncertain job prospects or if they've recently lost their job and they're looking for something to give them a, a, a kickstart, Share them this episode. Show them uh, what you know what they can learn from Jason um, and all he's doing there over at Wealth Power and Influence. But also, um, you know, making sure that they're being able to actually live um, principles that are going to better themselves as people. Um, also, folks, if you have not yet, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Um, and if you're over on Apple Podcasts, give me a rate and review. Again, that's how you move the Brian Nichols Show up the rankings. We reach more people and we spread the message of liberty farther and I know that we're having success doing that because I have gotten dozens and I'm I'm not exaggerating dozens of emails from you guys 
with suggestions for guests. Keep them coming. I love it. And I have reached out to so many awesome guests. I just got off a fantastic episode with Jason Scheftel uh, discussing China. It's it's going to be a great episode. Tune in on the 16th uh, to hear that. It's going to be a special bonus episode. Really dig into the history of China. Learn how, we, uh, how China got to where they are today. Uh, what's going on over in Hong Kong. China's super surveillance state. There's so much to discuss there, so be sure to look out for that episode. But Jason was suggested to The Brian Nichols Show by a listener of The Brian Nichols Show, Cam Luther. So Cam, number one, thank you, Cam, for for reaching out to Jason and saying, check out this libertarian podcast, because Jason wasn't really that much of a libertarian, and he was just looking at podcasts. He had his own show, reached out to me. Lo and behold, he has a very unique show, and I thought it'd be great to have someone discuss China, because I don't really hear anybody else discussing China. So, guys, if you know someone who has a podcast or you know somebody who's an expert on a certain topic and you think, hey, I think they'd be a great guest in the Brian Nichols Show, tell them to send me an email, brian at briannicholsshow.com. Yeah, it's that easy, brian at briannicholsshow.com. And honestly, guys, if, if, if it's easier, just go to the, the link in the show notes. You can hit email me. Uh, it, but again, one more time, brian at briannicholsshow.com. But guys, with that being said, social media at B. Nichols Liberty. You can find me on Twitter and on Facebook. But I am done talking. We have talked so much today, but we've had a lot of fun. So with that being said, folks, Brian Nichols here signing off for Jason Stapleton here on The Brian Nichols Show. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com.